All right, welcome back to another episode of Focus on EDU, EdTech, and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko from CDW Education, and today we are talking STEM, AI, a little bit of everything here with Sylvia Escobar, who is a STEM specialist with ESC Region 1 in Texas. Uh, excited to have Ron. We're going to jump right in. So tell us a little bit about your role, a little bit about your background in education. Good morning. So uh, my name is Sylvia Skolad. I am a STEM specialist at Region 1. Um, so we we have a, a STEM center that has been in existence for roughly about 15 years. Uh, originally, it was grant funded through the state of Texas, um, but now it's not. So we just cater to uh, about 47 public districts and charter systems uh, throughout our region, which is the south tip of South Texas, more south than San Antonio. People say South Texas, San Antonio. No, there's there's more. Um, so we're right at the border with Mexico. Um, our students are like, you know, over 90% economically disadvantaged, uh, pretty much 95% Hispanic population that we have here in the Valley. And what we do is we just do everything STEM. So um, we support our districts in uh, training them, teachers with project-based learning, um, computer science, engineering, um, robotics, different things, anything that has to do with STEM education. We're huge advocates for STEM education in the area. And uh, we also do a lot of student camps. So anytime they call us and say, hey, come and do a, a student camp on a certain subject, we do. We take all our, we have a lot of equipment, a lot of uh, kits. Um, and then we're also uh, getting a little bit into esports. We have some esports initiative as well. So gaming design, you know, really anything STEM, any grade level, uh, just there to support the teachers. Love it. So what what were you doing before you were the STEM specialist? How did you end up being a, a STEM specialist? What how how did you get passionate about the STEM space and like what draws you in and keeps you there? So I just asked you nine questions. So you know, just, know. <laughs> just just pick one, whatever one. Okay, so I I'm born and raised here in the Rio Grande Valley, um, which I, I I take a lot of uh, pride in saying that uh, Hispanic female on the Mexican border. Uh, my parents were both in the medical field, so when I was young, I was very technological very much into mathematics. I wanted to, I was pre-med. So I went to Trinity University in San Antonio and I was pre-med. I didn't get into medical school and I'm like, mm, maybe that's not for me. Uh, so then I ended up, I came home uh, and I, I um, started teaching. I, I was, you know, I needed a job. I hate to say that, but I needed a job and there was a math middle school math teacher position open. So I started teaching and then went into the emergency certification program. Uh, so got my teacher certification. During that time, I got a master's in computer science uh, just because I was, I love the fields and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And then, um, and then I ended up getting a master's in educational leadership, my principalship, and now I'm getting my doctorate in educational leadership with emphasis on STEM education at Texas A&M Kingsville. So uh, really, I mean, I've just always been passionate about this area, but the thing is, is that I'm a product of like what, what I talk about. Um, again, I was a, a Hispanic female. I have a master's in computer science. I didn't do anything with it. I was one of two females in my classes, pretty much of like 30, 40. I was very intimidated, um, unfortunately, by the the males that were in the class, I felt like 
I can't go into industry. I'm like, I can't, I can't compete with them in industry. Uh, so, so I ended up going into education, which I'm not sorry about, you know, I have a, I love the fact that I have a large impact on, on students and, um, my dissertation is on this topic also. So, you know, we've held girls camps, just really encouraging girls to go into STEM. And I, I want to serve kind of as a, a role model, um, even though I didn't go into industry, but I mean, I have the background for it. And, um, so I've always been passionate about this, this area. I've always been wanting to get kids to go into this area, um, and especially from my region, because we we have a lot of need here. So um, just, it's been since I was really young, really young, just loving STEM and, and computers and technology and, and all that kind of stuff. Wonderful. So you mentioned a couple different areas within STEM that you're passionate about. A uh, couple emerging areas uh, that are within STEM that are definitely part of your world, uh, AI and esports you mentioned. So let's first talk a little bit about esports. So uh, what interests you there? So I was a gamer um, uh, for many years, um, started really young, but also I played World of Warcraft for eight years. And um, I might go back to it soon. Uh, but. <laughs> just the whole gaming world uh, i've always loved it you know the elements of games and then when i when i actually went to region one back this was in back in 20 um 13 2014 when i first started at region one my boss at the time said you know these are the these are the workshops that we have standing these are the ones that we do robotics and so so but you know you have the flexibility to do a workshop on something that you're passionate about and me it was all about gaming design so um i started to just do workshops on, you know on gamification in the classroom and then i actually ran into breakout edu uh, which i had already played um Crimson Tide, which is like one of the first escape room games uh, online, but I, I, uh, ISTE, a conference that we go to, um, I ran into Break IDU, so I started doing sessions on Break IDU and just gaming in general. I use Classcraft and Class Dojo to gam uh, gamify the classroom. Uh, and then, and then to tell you the truth, I started hearing about esports. I had a coworker who was uh, wanting to, to kind of facilitate some networking opportunities in esports because her son was interested in esports. And to tell you the truth, at first I stayed away from it. I was like, um, I was like, first of all, when you're a gamer, I don't want to say this bad, but when you're a gamer and people start like promoting games when they're not gamers, you kind of start, you know, saying you have no business in this area. You know? <laughs> So, I get um, it. Sylvia was yeah. gatekeeping. Okay, we we can say it. <laughs> anyway, I was doing that, and then also, you know, uh, just playing a game. I've never thought is. I mean, it's not STEM education. Just playing a game, right? But then, um, you know, more. Of course, we always cater our districts, and we we started hearing of more and more interest. Uh, and then we we got a previous esports coach on our team. A young guy, David Rivera, and he, you know, he had a lot of great ideas. And so I'm like, you know what? Let me just support this now. So, and then of course I've I've talked to to CGW and I saw your setup and I've seen sessions that you've done, Doug, at the at the different conferences. And so I'm like, okay, let me let me do this. Let me bring in my my expertise, which is more of like logistics, putting things together, you know, parting uh, party planning. 
uh, let me let me work on that. And uh, and now, so we we finally had our this was our pilot year this last year. We had an esports summit where we brought together about 125 educators and coaches. And then also we held our first tournament, which we only had nine teams because it was after a major storm. But we played Rocket League and it was great. And now we're gonna we're gonna keep continuing. Uh, we're gonna expand it. We're probably gonna have t- two tournaments. And then we've been talking about um, to some of the state competitions, um, having kids go into that area. So I've embraced it now. I'm not gatekeeping anymore. And uh, you know, we're we're trying to do what we can to support our districts and our our educators in the valley. If you were going to pick up one game that wasn't World of Warcraft, <laughs> what would it be? So I just finished. I I mean I. I just started playing Rocket League, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is pretty fun." Uh, I would want to, you know, um, any of the ones that they're playing, really. Uh, but but also, I, I like, you know, maybe maybe like Valorant or something like that. I'm not sure. Sounds don't good. make me get into that. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have to go too far down the esports rabbit hole today, the gaming rabbit hole. <laughs> So, so let's go to AI, right? Because that's something that a lot of folks are talking about right now. Um, how does AI play a role in your world or um, you know, anything along those lines? Uh, so, so AI, again, that's another area that I've actually been doing workshops for a while just because of the computer science uh, portion of it. Um, and uh, I was part of the first ISTE uh, AI cohort that they had. So I went through their their courses and they gave a lot of great resources on how to teach artificial intelligence in the classroom. That was already about like five years ago. That was a while ago. Uh, so I've, I've done AI sessions, but mainly bridged them with computer science, the computer science portion of it. But now uh, with the advent of some of the tools, namely ChatGPT, uh, it's just... We've been having a lot of conversations about how a, a, a really advanced tool like that is going to affect education. Um, all the sessions I've done lately, I've made it a point to tell teachers about it because I really think it's it's going to revolutionize education. There's no way. I, in fact, I was using it last night for um, something that I shouldn't have been using it for, right? Like an assignment. Um <laughs> But I mean, it is, it, I was also testing it out a bit and just what it was, you know, of course I, 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 I tweaked what it was, what, you know, what it wrote to my situation, my context, but it is really amazing, its capabilities. So when um, students are going to have this enormous power at their hands, and we know that students are finding out about it. In fact, uh, we had a student conference and one of the sessions was the kids were already presenting on it. So they know about it. So what is that gonna look like to educators? You know, we can't, uh, kids have facts and figures at their fingertips. Why would we spend so much time in education still having them memorize things? Um, there's no point to that. You know, we need to, we need to guide them. I think that a huge area that is in need, and I, I'm thinking that the, uh, you know, some of the some of the classes like social studies, ELA is going to start moving towards digital citizenship and computer ethics. Uh, when I when I had my computer science masters, I had to take a computer uh, ethics class, and I think that needs to be a mandatory class 
in education um, because again, you know, there's there's a lot of heavy duty technology that's coming into play, very powerful technology. And we want to make sure that kids are doing it, are using it wisely and um, still um, understanding why they still need to learn things without using the technology, but that how the technology really will make things more efficient. I could tell you that what I used it for last night cut down my time. I mean, for me, it's about efficiency. Um, I've already, I went through school, I know how to write. I'm a, I'm a decent writer. I know how to communicate my ideas. I already have those skills. So when it comes to um, having to write something now and I'm doing it on a Sunday, yeah, I'm gonna use AI to help me so that I can cut it down and then go you know, enjoy my family or other things later on in the evening. So um, talking about the efficiency factor, I've used it to write very eloquent emails to groups of people, um, uh, it's it's amazing. So again, for me, it's about let we need to teach our kids how to analyze information, uh, whether it's correct or not. Like I'll tell you one thing, ChatGPT, the the references are have never been correct that when since I've done it. But I have the know how to analyze and go check that out. Right? Do our kids know they they might just turn something in with with that information and it's not correct. So again, we need to spend more time about um, ethics and teaching kids, you know, how to discern what's real and what's not. And then also just, you know, to put all the information together to really solve problems and solve issues. Um, that's really what's at hand. So I love, um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm, I'm a big PBL advocate, project-based learning and the classroom advocate. So that kind of education, would really go hand in hand with the new technology that's going on right now. I think that so if we can move more towards a hands-on project base where kids are having to research and get information, but they're working towards a solution um, to a problem, I think that's the that's where education needs to go. All right, last thing, last question before we go. What are some what are, or what are you most excited about in education right now? Um, I'm, I'm excited that in, again, you know, you know, a lot of people are afraid of some of the stuff that's coming out with AI and esports. Also, the fact that it's so huge, a lot, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like, oh, you know, that's scary. Uh, for me, it's not, it's, it's the opposite. Uh, I've been waiting for something again to, to, you know, it's a, it's a revolution for education. I, I get excited when, it, when I see in the works that education is going to have to move to another another way of doing things. Um, for me, I get really excited about it. I love change. Uh, and just the fact that, again, you know, what teachers are doing in the classroom has been kind of stale. It's, you know, kids are not um, engaged in the classroom. They don't want to be in school. So moving, having, you know, sometimes your teachers are forced to do something. For example, COVID, um, you know, when education pretty much shut down for a year, teachers were having to teach from home, it forced teachers, it was a bad situation, but it forced teachers to rely heavily on, on technology and use technology more in the classroom. And now they've become a lot lenient with 
kids using it. I mean, before they're like, no, you know, kids are going to go browse somewhere else on the internet and we can't handle that. But now, um, now it's become where, okay, you know, the phone is a tool. Let's use it. Let's use it in the classroom. Um, and, but it was a, it was a situation that kind of forced education to go in that route. And I'm thinking that some of the technology, the advancements that are coming out right now is going to force education to, to move in, into the 21st century and, and you know, 21st century and beyond. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to be able to be there at the forefront and support teachers through this scary time. Uh, I'm I'm excited about both what we talked about, definitely AI, uh, where computer science is going here in the state of Texas. Um, we now have our new accountability. Um, we have our tech apps, uh, TEKS, that are coming into play 24-25, where kindergartners are going to have to learn what computational thinking is, and second graders are going to have to learn how to code. And, um, and then in our science uh, standards, also we're having the engineering design process. So that means that STEM is like in our accountability system. Uh, it's inevitable. It's like, um, you know, schools can't hide from it anymore. They're going to have to embrace it. And for me, that's really exciting because, you know, I've been an advocate for such a long time and it's been a, a bit of a fighting, um, losing battle for a while. But now I think, I think that's what we're going to see. That's where it's going to go. Uh, and I do want to mention, because I mentioned earlier that esports is in STEM, playing a game is in STEM, but there's tons of esports and STEM. You know, we're talking about gaming development and the coding side and, and entrepreneurship, like all those skills. So I wanted to mention that. I don't want people to say, oh, yeah, bad mouthing esports. <laughs> all, anyway, all really good. Exciting. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thanks for sharing some of your stories with us today. Uh, we look forward to having you back again. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll see you soon at some of the conferences. And um, that's great. I love, uh, I love your sessions that you do. You're such an advocate. So really great. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be notified whenever we post new content. Looking forward to seeing you next time.